Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Mary. We're two best friends who've known each other since we were five. Now we're 30, and we are thirsty for information. And hungry for knowledge. Join us every week as we explore two topics. Everything from organs to orgies, and so much more. Subscribe to our podcast to learn along with us. We promise we'll have a good time. So Lauren. So Mary. Welcome to 2021. Thank you so much. Um, I'm honored to be here. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, healthy. Um, excited to be here with you for our second season. How are you feeling? I'm raring to go. Oh, wow. Um, I just chugged my coffee. Okay. So we're going so to have to take a break. Yeah. Five to ten minutes, <laughs> I'm going to be sweating bullets. Yep. Okay, great. Um, oh, oh no. What's that? Oh, something tragic is happening. Lauren, oh. no. Oh no. Are you feeling okay? Can you breathe? Are I you don't sweating? know. I don't know. Are you, it seems you seem to be talking totally fine. This oh. is an example of something that's not an emergency. Thank you. So I feel that we should explain ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So today, as usual, we have two topics for you. I will be uh i have well i have researched emergency first aid very important and lauren and i have researched um something equally important um everything about the pope <laughs> <laughs> the papacy i can't wait to learn them yeah but and first, learn them you will and first um should i be calling you like emt mary or how qualified are you feeling right now no 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 <laughs> This, we can is pretend. Where, <laughs> we can this is pretend. where I do my major disclaimer. With all seriousness, all I have done is browsed the web. The Mayo oh. Clinic, WebMD, various hospital websites, Johns Hopkins, the CDC. Oh, okay. And I have come up with... <laughs> a great um, new medical breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> I am a genius. <laughs> No, Lauren, I'm trying to be serious. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're really bad at that. We are not experts. Mm -mm. So anything you hear today, take it as a grain of salt. Uh, I personally just really wanted to look up a bunch of emergency first aid information for myself and for others that I might encounter having an, uh, an emergency of some kind. Yeah. Because I want to know what you're supposed to do. This is not like what you should really do in a real life situation. <laughs> Right. Every situation is different, but this is just yeah. some basic, some basic training concepts we can get behind. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of people fall in the streets mm -hmm. in New York. Uh, I never know what to do. Luckily, other people do. and They're around. But like, what if you're the only one around? Hmm. What are you supposed to do? What are you not supposed to do? Well, first General of all, if overview. I get back up, it's probably okay. As, <laughs> yeah. as somebody who falls a lot on the streets of New York <laughs> and frequently has people gather around her and just kind of look at her um, and like just give them a chance to get up first. <laughs> yeah, if they get up like and shake off the embarrassment in the best way they can, which is impossible because it's incredibly embarrassing. People won't leave you alone. You have to be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Get away from me. I'm fine. This happens all the time. God, I'm just clumsy. Leave me alone. But it's nice to know that there are caring people out there or whatever. It's nice. Did you want to tell us the reason why you fell one time? I don't, I don't I know. I always just fall because I'm clumsy. There's no good reason for it, Mary. Ugh, at least you know that. Yeah. I've been falling on things since I was born. 
you disgust me. Oh, this is over. That's not. I'm just kidding. Disgusting as the things you do. That's an example of something you're not supposed to do when someone <laughs> when someone is in emergency. Don't look at them and tell them they disgust you. <laughs> Always lead with compassion first. Okay. Oh my god, I'm just picturing somebody like having a full heart attack, and you just looking at them and going, "You disgust me. You should be ashamed of yourself." Please get up. Please give yourself CPR. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. So I wanted to know about a lot of different things, but I'm going to start with heart attacks Mm -hmm. versus stroke versus cardiac arrest. I don't know if I could ever tell the difference. Right. So now you will be able to. Really? Yes. I will tell you. You can visibly see. Okay. Well, no. Okay. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Just what they are internally. But I guess you can visibly see. We'll work on that. We'll work through that. Okay. Okay. Heart attacks, Lauren. Yeah. What are they? They're when your heart doesn't get enough oxygen. Yes. So the blood supply to your heart is cut off. You might have a blood clot or you might just have a narrowing of the arteries over time from Mm -hmm. plaque buildup. Uh. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the symptoms. Like, how do you know you're having a heart attack or someone else? There's a few things. The big one is the pain in the center of your chest. Pain or discomfort in the center of your chest. And the reason why it's kind of hard to detect at the beginning is because it does start slowly. Like, Mm. you might, like, have, like, your body might be giving you a warning uh, an hour in advance, even a day. Oh, my God. You also might have pain in one or both of your arms. Oh, yeah. People are always clutching their left arm um, in the media. The Your back, your neck, really? your jaw, or your stomach. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everywhere. Nowhere is safe. Um, so, interestingly, it's pretty common. Huh. There's one attack every four, heart attack every 40 seconds. Oh, my God. What? I know. That's a lot. It happens more to men than to women. Okay. And you have to be over 65. It's more common when you're over 65. But it can happen at any age. Mm-hmm. Women have a little bit different symptoms. Men can have these too. But it's more frequent for women to be like, I'm not quite sure that I'm having this. Because they might have something a little different. Shortness of breath, mm-hmm. sweating, nausea, and fatigue. Okay. So those are some warnings. In a lot of stories I read... People really knew there was an issue. It was like okay. hard to ignore. So what are you supposed to do? Really? I know this is like really simplifying it, but call 911. Mm, okay, good. That would be my go-to. Yeah. Um, chew or swallow an aspirin, they say. Huh, okay. And then if someone is having a heart attack and they're unconscious, begin CPR. Okay. Or, you know, follow the instructions on the um, defibrillator. Mm-hmm. If you ha- so, just happen to have one of those. Yes. If you're in like a public space, they usually have uh, an AED. Yeah, that happened one time when I was working at a restaurant. Somebody had a heart attack and we did not have a defibrillator and everybody was running around and it was the most terrifying moment. Really? Yeah. Was someone CPR certified there? Um, I don't remember. I just remember everybody was looking for a defibrillator. I think somebody was mm. doing CPR. Um, okay, good. I don't remember. I do think that there was a moment in time when everybody thought that a person died there. And then, like, we later found out they lived. But we weren't really sure if people were just saying that. So we'd be calm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still don't know. (laughs) Okay. So CPR. The question of CPR. Mm -hmm. 
my question at least was can you do it if you're not certified you have to try morally yes yes you can because of you have to try morally and you're protected by the good samaritan mm -hmm. rule yeah. law um and that's basically like you have to prove like i did it out of kindness and not for like fame <laughs> or fortune or anything Okay, so CPR is cardiopulmonary resuscitation, mm -hmm. and it's an emergency life-saving procedure. Basically, just it activates your blood flow mm -hmm. um, to get oxygen to like everywhere in your body. You have to do it mouth to mouth or hands only if you're really uncomfortable doing mouth to mouth. What's really interesting is when you look this stuff up now, it is not recommended during COVID that you do the mouth to mouth. Really. Wow. So, okay. So that's good to know. I didn't know they that. They even tell you, like, before you start CPR, you're supposed to, like, feel and listen to, like, if they're breathing. Mm -hmm. But now you should not listen or feel. You should just look. Okay. Because you have to stand far away from that person. So you shouldn't be, like, breathing in their area. <laughs> so what you do with CPR what you're doing is putting both hands in the center of their chest with one hand on top of the other. You are pressing down straight down repeatedly and pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to do 100 to 120 compressions per minute. And yes, you can sing Staying Alive. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Or now they have updated it oh. to the modern Crazy in Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> So you can not say. I mean, shit out of that CPR. I feel like staying alive has like a double meaning there. That, I know. that made it really good. Whereas crazy and love is a little weird, you know. <laughs> like this could be my soulmate. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe then, only sing that if you love the person, and otherwise right, right. sing staying alive. This is professional advice from me. <laughs> so. After, if you're going to do mouth to mouth, after 30 compressions, open their airway for breathing, pinch their nose, seal your mouth over theirs, exhale a big breath until you see their chest rising. But in COVID times, don't do that. Don't do that part. Yeah. And then you're supposed to continue this until professionals arrive. Mm -hmm. So this could really save someone's life. You are supposed to do it. So if you are the only person around, the person isn't breathing and they're unconscious, time for some CPR. Okay. So we did heart attacks. Stroke. What is stroke? Do you know? Uh, it's when the oxygen gets cut off to the brain. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> so the heart attack is the oxygen gets cut off to the heart. A stroke is when it gets cut off to the brain. Okay. So I did know. Blood supply to your brain is interrupted. Blood vessel in your brain might also have burst. So symptoms are way different. You have numbness in your face, arms, legs, just like one side of your body oh. usually. There might be some slurring or confusion. Mm -hmm. So one way to tell if someone around you is having a stroke. Here's your test. An acronym to act fast. F-A-S-T. Number one, F, face. Mm -hmm. Take a look at them. Have them smile. If one side of their smile is drooping, mm -hmm. that's an indicator. Okay. Do the same with A, their arms. Okay, so have, have them lift arm. their arms. Got it. Mm -hmm. S, uh, ask them to repeat, like to speak, repeat a phrase. Okay. 
And then T, time is of the essence. Oh, so all nine so it's fun. so you shouldn't wait till you're at S if they're already drooping at F. Uh, you can. I think you're supposed to check. Oh, okay. All. It would take four seconds. That's true. But call nine one one. That's the common theme here. Is <laughs> call nine one one. But overall, it's nice to know what it is, and if you can help in some right. way. Do you know what cardiac arrest is? It's when your heart stops. Yep. So you have an abrupt loss of heart function. Oh, God. It's basically it's like terrifying. You know, <laughs> I know. They describe it as an electrical system malfunction. Oh, boy. Okay, so this can happen on its own, I believe, but it's also a an effect of a heart attack. Okay. So your heart stops pumping, and you will lose consciousness in 20 seconds. Oh, my God. And you might be brain dead in four minutes. Oh, my God. We don't so like that. This, we do not like this. Again, this is your time to do CPR, or if you have a defibrillator, please do that. It sends a shock to your heart, basically, mm-hmm. an electrical pulse to help it keep pumping. So those are our three. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I know you're basically calling 911, but... But it's always good to know when to do CPR. And to be able to talk to the person on the other line. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what's happening to them? Like, okay... They literally lost consciousness so quickly. I think this is cardiac arrest or like their face isn't moving. This is likely a stroke. And then they're mm-hmm. more prepared. Everyone can just be on top of their shit and start saving lives, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you want to know about? Seizures. 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 Basically, when you or someone else is having a seizure, it's an abnormal electrical signals in your brain, mm-hmm. interrupting your normal connection between nerve cells. There are so many different types of seizures. I could not even yeah. wrap my head around this, but there's a huge range. Basically, everything from like a focal seizure, like your sight is altered a little bit, mm-hmm. to like all the way, like losing your muscle tone, mm-hmm. um, your muscles contract quickly, then extend and then shake, and then you're unconscious. So, a huge range here. Some ways you might know someone's having a seizure. I know the last, like the end of the range is probably super obvious, but this person might be just vacantly staring. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have jerking movements, breathing issues. They might have fallen or have like mm-hmm. rapid blinking or blue lips because a lot of times you can't breathe very well. Mm-hmm. And so your lips turn blue. So what do you do? Basically, these last about five minutes. So if anything's lasting longer than five minutes, call 911. If they're hurt, call 911. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, try to ease them to the floor. Mm-hmm. Put them on one side. Put them on their side because that will help them breathe better. Okay. Make sure you're clearing the area so they don't get hurt. Put something soft under their head. Remove like glasses, necklaces, anything you can. Do not put anything in their mouth, food or water, and don't hold them down. Mm-hmm. So are we picturing all this? Yes. If they've had seizures before and you know this, you can usually wait it out mm-hmm. and just do all these things. Make sure they're okay. They come back after that and they're like, calm. If they've never had one, you want to just call 911 right, right away. So that's it. 
It's pretty much don't do anything, but just make sure everything around them is safe. Okay, cool. Um, Same with bleeding. So, like, if someone is bleeding, they really do need your help. Like, th- people can bleed out. It's not a good thing. Okay, but so, like, we're not talking about if you see someone get a paper cut. Right. We're talking about a lot of blood. No one's around. You need to help them. You have to try to stop the bleeding and just keep pressure the compress a pressure over that mm-hmm. it can really save someone's life mm-hmm. definitely do all the things we've heard of in school uh that we may or may not have had to do since we learned it <laughs> okay heimlich maneuver mm. someone is choking do you know it yeah it's when you stick your hands down somebody's throat you pull out, <laughs> you pull out their guts <laughs> you lick them <laughs> so close Lauren. so close yeah uh, you have one hand and a fist, one hand yeah. goes over it, you put it right under their rib cage, and you push in and up quickly. Yep, exactly. So between the ribs and their belly button, quick upward thrust. Quick is the key word. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is- If you're alone, show- and you can use the back of a chair. Yeah, so st- still use the fist, mm. but put yourself over a chair so you can get the full- power of that um choking is the fourth leading cause of unintentional injury death god that's unfortunate what a stupid way to go out and why is it so stupid most people are so embarrassed that they're choking they don't let anyone choke and they walk away and die alone my god i have no shame i'd be banging on every door being like (laughs) you definitely should like Honestly, they tell you to follow someone that you think might be choking for this. Wow. So here's another lesson we can learn. Debase yourself often in life so choking will no longer embarrass you down the line. (laughs) Um, But it's pretty crazy. Um, Scott said he wants me to tell a story. Okay. He was at the, which is is the stupidest idea. There's a standing room only steak restaurant in New York. I'm sorry, what? No sitting. You're standing. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait. Uh, do some people have seats and there's an option to just stand or no one can sit? No one sitting. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure you. if you're like, I have to sit. And this is something people like, want to do. Yes. They want to eat standing like, up. The problem is like most people choke on chunks of meat. So we said. And there are no guy- chairs in sight. Oh, right. Exactly. This guy started choking. He was standing up. He was smacking on the table. And he, he was like, no one was moving. And finally the chef came out, gave him the Heimlich mover and the biggest chunk of steak came out. He said it was four by one inch. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Scott didn't do anything either in that scenario. No, he did not. Um, I don't know what the situation was. I mean, who can in a world without chairs? (laughs) (laughs) Can't get past that. What? Where is this place? Like, this place has to be closed. Nobody would want to eat like that. That's crazy. Oh, just text me from the other oh, room. What do you say? Get him on. Get him on. <laughs> he said, I was high and confused. Oh, 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 yeah. You definitely shouldn't be doing things if you're high. <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I don't know if his story is true at all now. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's a high mic. Okay. Don't be running away get some help mm-hmm. get some help okay so lauren i'm gonna give you a quick scenario yeah. 
You're going to decide what's happening and how to act. All right. Ooh, this is a good one. We are recording. Mm -hmm. And I say, I start slurring my words. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just a regular day for me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? To be honest with you, um, (laughs) I would legitimately probably say, oh my God, what's wrong with you? You drinking at 11 a.m.? I'd be like, what's wrong with you? And then if I noticed that you really have a problem, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to call Scott. Okay, good idea. And what if you can't get a hold of him? Then I'm going to just call 911 and tell them where you live. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good job. You're welcome. You've passed. Now, my fate, I don't know about, but you have passed. Yeah, you might pass as well. <laughs> oh, my God. This is dark. You You did this. Anyways, now we know what to do. Now we know. In different emergency scenarios. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So you're welcome. Shall we take a break? Let's take a break. Okay. So now we're gonna talk about popes. Um Woohoo! Yeah, so this topic comes to us courtesy of the one and only Bob Langdon. Um, AKA Robert Langdon, AKA, AKA Tom Hanks in the Da Vinci code and angels and demons <laughs> and the Inferno, which is a third movie. Oh yeah. All of which we watched while we were quarantined together in Vermont. Quality they're, stuff. Let me tell you. Okay, they're the worst movies. ever. <laughs> <laughs> but they made me laugh and they made me think about the Pope. Um, so I had a How lot often of questions. Did you think about the Pope after that movie? Well, it wasn't after that one. It was when I rewatched it the third time. <laughs> because Jesse got it for me for Christmas. And then my brother and I decided, well, <laughs> he came over and put a mustache on the TV. And then we decided to play a drinking game where every time the mustache lined up with a person's face, we would drink. It was really fun. It's Anyways, a sign. Was- it's a symbol. Anyways, we watched a lot of bobbling. <laughs> who is I, by the way a symbologist which is a fake profession yeah um don't get me wrong as i read the book da vinci code i remember the book being good but good. on goodreads it's got like one star yo it is good because it we is gotta fun. reread it it's so fun i also read it when i was in like sixth grade right all right so the pope has some names um, like he is known as the Supreme Pontiff or the Roman Pontiff. He has a really long title, but the word Pope is not included. Okay. Pope is Papa. Papa Francesco is what he is called in Italy. The Pope is always Papa in Spanish. Papa, basically, it means father, which makes sense because Priest. that's what bishops and priests are called. I don't know why when we have a perfectly good word for father called father. <laughs> We insisted on just calling him Pope. We made up a whole new word for this that's not even real. It's not even an actual title. It's not even a title. He doesn't go by, like, Pope. We just call him the Pope, and whereas everyone calls him, like, his holiness or, like, Father Francis. Hmm. So he is the Bishop of Rome, the chief pastor of the Worldwide Catholic Church, and the head of state of Vatican City. He's got a lot to do. Yeah, he's got a lot to do. He has like a little cardinal minion that kind of like runs the day-to-day sermons while he does the big picture stuff. Oh, Maurice. That actually might be his name. No. Um, <laughs> no, it was not. Maurice! 
I think his name's like <laughs> No, no. He doesn't do servant work. He does actual priest work. It's a very prestigious position. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So the Pope is allegedly the apostolic successor to St. Peter. So his jurisdiction is Rome and the Holy See, which is the entire Catholic Church. His title That's means what that father. Means? Holy See? Yeah, the Holy See is just oh, kind of like the Catholic. Yeah. E E. It should be S-E-A, though, because there's a lot of them. Huh. And it sounds more intimidating. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they made some choices and, you know. That's what we have now. That's what we have. I live with it. Here's a fun, some fun facts. Um, there are some anti-popes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> no. Um, they live underground. <laughs> they operate in secret, but they're still very Catholic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, these are people who are Catholic and just declare themselves Pope. <laughs> oh my God. But everyone else calls them the anti-Pope. <laughs> well, they're the anti-Pope because they're not the real Pope. Okay. So basically <laughs> the papacy has recently reconciled with modernism. Like, you know, the Pope has a Twitter and stuff. Yes. Um, and ever since like the Pope has tried to keep up with the times, some people have problems with that. You know, they're like the conservatives that are like, but the constitution says this is fact. And you're like, yeah, but that was written in 1776. Like maybe like these guys didn't know what they were talking about. Um, and so they think that that is now every Pope is like heretical, but they're the real Pope going to stick to the Bible as it was written and as everything was before modernism happened. Okay. And they don't really go by anti-Pope, but it is just a funny thing. They, <laughs> they call themselves Pope. There are like probably like 20 Popes right now. So like, confusing. Like Popes. <laughs> I mean, and Jude Law, you know. Of course. Yes. Um, some fun facts about our current Pope, Pope Francis. Um, he's the only Pope that has been on the cover of Rolling Stone magazines. He's awesome. Um, he has a CD. <laughs> what? Um, it's like funky, edgy tunes. Like he has an album he released? Um, it's like one song. <laughs> oh, and my God. It's just kind of his a recording of one of his speeches where he's like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Not even joking. This sounds absolutely insane. Can I um, download it on Spotify? <laughs> I don't know if it's on Spotify, but it's definitely on YouTube. And it's called Wake Up! Exclamation point. Oh, my and then, God. Has this been okay. auto-tuned yet or is this an no, opportunity? No, no. It, this is an opportunity, I'm telling you. It's pretty <laughs> big. So it's like five minutes of music, like crazy instrumental stuff that you wouldn't associate with a pope then like a bit of a speech and then like some other guy just kind of like rocking out in italian it's very <laughs> interesting and i wish he had sung more instead of just being like wake up oh, wake, wake up. up if you listen to it i sound just like him i will not accept any other answer thank you for the reenactment you're welcome um then there's been a scandal I mean, not just with the sex stuff and the pedophilia. Right, um, right, right. This is a more interesting scandal. It's also probably not true, but just go along for the ride with me, okay? I'm in. Okay, great. Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> okay, so legend has it that Pope John VIII was... Gay. You're not far off. Um, Centaur. <laughs> got it in one. Got it in two. Um... <laughs> It was, he was a Joan. What? Um, oh! <laughs> he was like a woman. A, a Joan! 
I get it. It was apparently only discovered when she gave birth during a procession um, in the ninth century. This is like a huge conspiracy. This is likely not true because I can't imagine anyone going through a procession and then suddenly giving birth and the procession not stopping. Um, um, but the majority of my questions about the Pope have to do with the conclave, which is when you lock a bunch of maybe future popes and potential popes in a room and have them pick one supreme pope to rule them all. Also, I just had questions because I was like, what if they have to pee? Which I know <laughs> is everybody's first question. And I just want to let you know that they are allowed to pee and come back. And eat. Probably have like a catered meal. Yeah, they have like meals brought to them. So prior to 1059, the clergy of the Diocese of Rome, so just like the area where the Roman Catholic Church operates, they would pick the Pope, not all the bishops, just just the people who were actually in Rome practicing hmm. Catholicism. Then Pope Nicholas II said that the cardinals would choose. Um, and there were a few problems that happened, obviously. Um, travel made it hard for the cardinals to vote in time because, like, ships were really slow. So people would routinely, like, get there a day after and just be pissed and be running through the streets trying to make it in time just to find out that a pope had already been chosen. Oh, my God. Um, you cannot vote if you're over 80 for the pope. This helps them not have to travel. Um, oh, okay. Because, like, if they're old and in poor health and stuff, they don't want to make that mandatory. I mean, you're also welcome to go if you're 80. I don't think your vote counts, but, <laughs> but you can like. But you can still in. go. You can be a part yeah. of the discussion. So why do we have to lock all the popes up? <laughs> um, in the 13th century, it took two years and nine months for them to pick a pope. Oh my god, that's the towns, so long. The townspeople were so pissed that they stopped bringing them food and would only bring them bread and water. <laughs> Because they were like, you got to get this done. Because, like, the cardinals were just, or the people in Rome were just living their life, doing whatever. Right. And not, like, focusing on this. So they, whenever they would meet, they would just not give them food. But that didn't really help. So then one time they were meeting, and the townspeople tore the roof off of the building. <laughs> because they were like, we cannot keep living like this. We got to pick a pope. And then it still took them a while to pick a pope. Um, so then, once they finally elected the pope, Gregory X, he established the locked conclave. And the following election for a new pope took one day. So today's process. So the Camerlengo, or as you may know him, Ewan McGregor and Angels and Demons, obviously. Oh, what a um, backstabber. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, so he has to verify the Pope's death before the conclave can be called. Um, and to do this, he does something really reasonable, which is <laughs> call his name three times. Oh. And then ask if he's just sleeping. <laughs> this is an emergency situation. But he just, well, you got to verify. So he asks. You must see yeah. if they're breathing. Nope. Number one. Nope. You okay. just have to ask if they're just sleeping. Well, this doesn't go with my emergency response. No, no, it's, I guess at this point, I don't know. I don't know when the medical examiner comes in. I assume first, and then I guess you need someone close to God to like just double check. So what is CPR in Pope terminology? Um, it is certified papal ridiculousness. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. Okay. <laughs> 
So once we have determined that the Pope is not just sleeping, but fully dead, <laughs> then they destroy the Pope's ring and his seal, um, even though they give every Pope the same ring and have to make a new one, whatever. What? Um, but this is because uh, in times of yore, there would there was like some Pope fraud. <laughs> so now it's just ceremonial. Um, um, then there are nine days of mourning in the Pope's burial. The conclave takes place 15 days after the Pope's death. It can be extended up to 20 to give people time to travel there because, again, in the past there have been problems. There was, like, one Pope from Boston that just kept trying to get there in time. It was always, like, two days late. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was literally running in places. And they were like, the Pope well, has announced. <laughs> they have their own jet at this point? I don't know. At this point, probably. Um, people Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what the flight attendants what wear. You know, I was going to say in the security video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just pray. <laughs> There's no safety. It's just pray. Bibles instead of like emergency landings. Yeah. <laughs> we, below your seatbelt, you will not find a safety vest, but a, but a, a, a rosary bead. <laughs> they're in like every language. Like, they're super prepared with their yeah. Bibles. Exactly. Um, okay, so the conclave takes place 15 days after the Pope's death, and then there are two pre-conclave sermons slash meetings where they address the current state of the church and what they're looking for in a new Pope. It just sounds like they want to be in this conclave all the time. <laughs> they do. They, dude, it's so long. The first day, like, they don't even what? do anything. They're like, what if we all got together in the conclave <laughs> to discuss? Everybody's like, that would be the perp. That would be super efficient. Not a Zoom call. Mary, don't say this because then it will go away and then it'll take them another 12 years to pick a pope. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so then the cardinals have to swear an oath and then there's a master of papal liturgical celebrations. Woo! And he has to go to the Sistine Chapel and shout, extra omnis! Which means this is everyone like out, everyone out who's not a cardinal. Oh, it's like party's over. Yeah, so he orders everybody out of the Sistine Chapel and then they're locked up. Uh, I thought he was more like a bar mitzvah MC. <laughs> Wrong religion. <laughs> Sorry. But that would, God, there's nothing worse than a bar mitzvah MC. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> they're all having been to so many of them. They get the party started. They are always like, "Who's the special boy?" And you're like, <laughs> "You're like, it's fucking Brad, and no one likes just, him." <laughs> just shut up and give me a kazoo. You're like, yeah. <laughs> right? Give me one of those inflatable saxophones and let me have a good time. <laughs> hey, I had that inflatable guitar from Josh's bar still for the longest time. Josh is Probably my brother. Somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Josh is rocking bar mitzvah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just music themed. I, I would say we're very off topic. Here, okay. No. Yeah, we're totally in the Jew land. Um. Okay. So a uh, blah blah blah. Here we go. Oh, so while they're locked up, the Wi-Fi is disabled. They install <laughs> signal jammers in the Sistine Chapel. Like, are you kidding me? No. Um, people, people are ID'd and like verified because reporters used to disguise themselves as servants to get in. Um, and now people other than the Cardinals are limited to six officials, like the papal liturgical celebration master and like it's the hottest party in Europe. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't know that they don't like dance at all. We don't know, we don't that. know that. 
How would we possibly? There's no camera. If you put me in there with a bunch of other cardinals, the first thing I would do is dance. <laughs> okay. And then the hotels all stay in this little cardinal hotel, which is a building, and they are not allowed to access their phones, radios, any electronics, TVs, etc. Um, and they can vote two times in the morning, two times in the afternoon. But after the 34th vote, they can only choose between the top two cardinals that are in the running. And you need a two-thirds majority to secure the papacy. Um, so what's the deal with the smoke? Well, since the 1800s, they've been burning the ballots. And so the black smoke just rises up, which has indicated <laughs> a failed election. Then in 1914, oh, really? some idiot decided to introduce white smoke to indicate the Pope was chosen. This was also a problem because a lot of the times nobody could tell if it was, it was always like gray smoke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so then they had to use, now they use chemicals to do it. Um, but people still say they never test out the smoke beforehand. It always comes out gray either way. <laughs> oh my God. Still, so we still haven't really figured that out now. But it's like a terrible gender reveal. Yeah. And all the journalists are like, we don't really know until like that, this guy appears. Um, so the Pope has to accept uh, being Pope. Apparently one guy was like, no, please no. <laughs> but then he, oh, really? he still accepted. But nowadays, if you don't actually want to be Pope and you're getting a lot of votes, you have to like tell everybody, I don't want this to so stop voting for me because I don't actually want to be Pope. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So once he accepts, um, the Pope goes into the Room of Tears. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, because yeah. because apparently once he's been elected, he gets very emotional and he cries. So that's, oh, that's sure, why it's sure, called sure. that. That's um, why. It's and he gets he gets to pick out weird. his robes. Um, so they they always make three sizes ahead of time because no one knows how big or small the Pope's going to be. So presumably he gets to choose what what fit he wants. You know, like a loose robe, a tight robe. You know, I just think that's fun. And then they <laughs> then they announce the Pope, and he has to pick a new name. Um, he has to choose a saint's name to model his papacy after. Hmm. Um, and he can't choose Peter because Peter himself is supposed to come back as Peter II. And that's supposed oh. to happen right before the apocalypse. So no one wants to take Peter and herald in the apocalypse, nor do they want to take it if he's going to come back. So those, that's the Pope and the conclave. Wow. Pretty good. I want to be a Pope now. You can't be. You have to be male. Okay, well... And Catholic. Didn't stop Joan. Didn't stop Joan. True that. Um, <laughs> so now let's get into the Swiss Guard. Woo! I remember when you went mm -hmm. uh, to Italy. To I think yeah yeah you went to Italy and like you were like I went to Italy and Rome and all these places and all like <laughs> all you came back with is pictures of the Swiss Guards. <laughs> that was hilarious. And I had no idea what they were. I was just like, yep, funny. Silly orange and purple uniforms. No one told me they existed, and I walked into a world where there were like active court jesters employed <laughs> to defend the Pope, and I was like, "This is there is nothing more absurd." And what I will they look ridiculous. What I will tell you is there is nothing more absurd. Okay, all right. Um, I'm very. I don't know why how the Swiss got there. Oh, I'm going to tell you. So we're gonna. Be playing this information fast and loose so i did a bit of research but i'm mostly focused on the outfits duh um so the swiss guard is there to protect the pope in the apostolic palace where the pope lives 
Um, so the Swiss Guard was established in 1506 by Pope Julius II. Um, basically, some previous popes were periodically lent the occasional Swiss mercenary. And mm. this guy just wanted to make it a constant thing. So he was like, I'll take 200 mercenaries. They will be my Swiss Guard. Wow. Um, and they normally don't do anything, but in 1527, 147 out of 189 Swiss Guard died fighting the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V during the sack of Rome. And <laughs> the, they were defending him, and the Pope was able to escape with the other 42 guards. Um, then towards the end of the 16th century, the Swiss guards stopped being a combatant unit and just protected the Pope, not like the whole city. Otherwise, they're mostly ceremonial. Oh. Yeah. But then we get this guy, Jules Rapond. And he is the commander of the Swiss Guard from 1910 to 1920, 20, or sorry, 1921. Um, hmm. And he instituted some fun reforms. Um, and so he decided he has studied historical costume. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he designed this uniform reflective of the Swiss costumes of the 1500s, but something also suited for military exercises. And that's how he got the current costume. I'm sorry. How are big puffy sleeves perfect for military exercises? Um, you can move around quite liberally. Um, they're also designed <laughs> to be worn with like plated armor over them. Okay. Um, Again, I don't know how that would fit. If anyone <laughs> has a second, please look up Swiss Guard uniform. They look great. Um, so the blue and yellow color is Julius II's coat of arms colors. Um, mm -hmm. He established the Swiss Guard, <laughs> so it's important to have that. And then Leo X, I don't know, I guess this guy liked him. Um, it was the Medici coat of arms had some red in it, so that was added. Um, nowadays, the helmets are made from 3D printed PVC, so they're really light. Okay, I'm sorry. That's incredibly yeah. modern. They didn't have a chance to update the uniform at all. <laughs> no, they just did that. that time frame. Okay. Um, so in order to be a Swiss guard, you have to be a Catholic single male between the ages of 19 and 30. You have to be over 5'8", and you must have a high school or professional diploma. Uh, you have to complete basic training in the Swiss armed forces. And you, the minimum time you can serve in the Swiss Guard is 25 months. Um, okay. Nowadays, they're allowed to carry pistols. Uh, and they're also trained in counterterrorism. Yeah. Oh, that's important. Yeah, and they are all taught Italian. So when they're in the service, uh, they have their hilarious outfits custom made for them. It takes 30 hours, and the Vatican has special tailors just for this. And when they end their service, because they can't serve more than, I think, four years, uh, they destroy them. Aww. Isn't that so crazy? That's crazy. They could resell I know. It. I'd buy them. That would be my favorite Halloween costume. And I honestly, when I look at these uniforms, I think that would probably be my perfect outfit. 
I it's think so. Billowy. It's, it's colorful. Too. It's basically a romper. You can jump around. You've in worn it. pants that look exactly know, like that. And before. I've probably worn shirts that look exactly like that before. I think that's how I'm meant to be. Not so much. Hats I, I could wear on special occasions only. You could grow into it. Yeah, I could. I look good in hats. I could wear their little sideways berets. So basically, um, my birthday's coming up in just a casual like nine to ten months. Um, mm -hmm. I want to be a Swiss guard. <laughs> what are you implying? Um, do you want me to go over there and steal one? You know I can do it. I'm sure like, I'm sure like, like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen <laughs> have been able to do this in the past. I'll just take some tips from them. Offer a little outfit switch mm -hmm. and grab their clothes. Okay. But in this case, you need me to be obviously the Ashley to your Mary Kate. Yeah, you're Suck right. Suck it. Wait, I forget which one. We can both cool go. Now. Probably Mary Probably. Kate. Damn it. No, they're the same, Lauren. They're twins. Oh. They're all the same. <laughs> That's a great point, Mary. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> you're born with the same personality. Uh, so that, that's it for the Popes. Oh, I, I want to hear more about Popes. I know. <laughs> and there's nothing more. There, that's it. There's There are no, no further anything information on them ever at all. What a, what a beautiful story. Thank you. Anyways, I encourage you to check out his CD, um, subscribe, and <laughs> to his, right, right, his right. YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's it. Should we sign off? We should sign off for the first time in season that's two. Excellent. Good night. Good night. And, and leave us alone. Leave us alone. Thanks so much for listening. Listen to Learning with Lauren and Mary wherever you listen to podcasts. If there's a topic you're interested in learning about, email us at learning at laurenandmary.com. Or find us on Instagram at learning with Lauren and Mary.